Hi everyone. Uh, well, it's uh, we're in interesting times at the moment. Uh, New South Wales in lockdown uh, from COVID, with families and people staying within their homes, uh, schools all in lockdown as well. So a number of schools asked me to do uh, some talks regarding COVID and how to deal with it at home, how to talk about it with their children, uh, how to make it the best possible um, situation as best they can with some strategies, etc., and to be able to put one of those talks on my podcast. So here is a copy of one of my talks to a school through Zoom it was. Um, so I hope you enjoy it. See you later. Okay, so uh, hello everybody and thank you everyone for coming tonight and taking the time out of your time to be here and uh, talk about this because I really believe that as parents we can take this situation and maybe use it to our advantage. So just to talk about that, we've got a picture here of a bunch of boats in a storm and we're all experiencing it. But we're all in different boats and we're all experiencing it in very different ways. I can even tell that because I'm trying to decide what to talk about and what not to talk about because we've got so many different situations that people are in. In some households, we're working, we're the worker, we're the, the parent and we're, the, we're looking after the home. So... Um, so we've got three different roles going at the same time and that's a, that's a pretty hard thing to juggle and hard for everyone in that family to be able to navigate and to be able to make sure that, you know, that, that, it, that things run as smoothly as possible. In other households, there are people there who don't have any work, who are without something that sort of covers their daily uh, schedule and so it it's it's different for them in that way and then they have their children at home and then their children are still trying to do schoolwork at the same time so that can be different again so and and then there's people who are all nobody's doing any work at all because they're unable to or they they don't feel like they can or and then there's situations where there are people at work and leaving home still and going to work essential workers and then left with uh, less less of the family at home and one parent possibly having to cope with all the children being at home and the teaching and the home uh, environment as well so all lots of different situations within the same you know conundrum of COVID and that's okay we don't have to be, and they say, you know, we're all in this together. We're all in this together, but we're all in different ways we're in this together. And that's okay. Don't forget that you sometimes, you know, if you feel like things are getting on top of you, well, that's okay too, because your situation is different from the next person's situation. So if someone else is doing really fine and no problem, 
that doesn't necessarily mean that they're actually got the same circumstances. So don't forget, I always say this at any of my parenting talks, that as parents, you have to come first. And in the aeroplane, if you go first to get that oxygen, you're instructed to get the oxygen, put it on yourself first, and then get the oxygen and put it on your child. Because if you're not there, capable, calm, ready to go, then of course your child is in further predicament than they would have been in the first place. So always make sure you're taking care of yourself for your children. That's really important because they are, they're relying on on us to uh, have it all in check so that we can make sure that they're okay. Remember the power of modeling. <laughs> and uh, that children pick up ways of responding and reactions from the people around them without really thinking about it they're picking up on that and without really knowing that they're actually learning something from that uh, if we look at um, children with anxiety in 70 percent of the time they've actually picked up that um, that modeling from an adult around them from a close adult around them so try to make sure that, that you're keeping yourself, you're looking after yourself, you're keeping yourself in check so that you are giving an example to your children as well in your actions, not just in your words. Bringing to that, the next bit of my plane journey is uh, being the cabin crew. And I give this analogy because uh, if you're sitting in a plane, if, you, if you're not used to planes you don't know how planes really function and run and how everything goes you're relying on the cabin crew to uh to make sure that everything's going to go okay if you get turbulence the first thing you're going to do is look to the cabin crew and if the cabin crew are just passing out the cake and the coffee and everything and they look fine that's going to actually make sure that you're fine if they don't, if they're running to their seats and putting the seatbelts on and looking really stressed, that's when you're going to get stressed. We are the cabin crew for, uh, for our children. So they're looking to us all the time because they don't know about what's happening outside of the world of their world of home. They're just realizing that something really is going very, very different here. And the same as if we were in a plane and things were going very, very different, and we'd look to the cabin crew, they're looking to us now to see what are we doing? Are we doing something different? Are we still, everything's okay, we're going along with this? Or um, do they need to worry? Or do they feel like they can, it's okay, they're, everyone else is okay, so I can stay okay. So how do we explain COVID to children then so that they don't take on board uh, more uh, worrying feelings or anxious feelings than they need to in the situation that they're in. Be as honest as you can about what is actually happening with lockdown and why there's a lockdown and do it in of course in the uh, language of whichever level age group we're talking about but stick to facts. Don't, um, don't do too much speculating. Just stick to the facts and what's actually happening and why it's happening and certainly no um, speculation or fake news or conspiracy theories at this point they don't need to be dealing with those things it's most important for them to know that okay this is the situation 
these are the facts and we've got to stay at home. The reason we are staying at home is because, you know, it's like catching a cold and it's easy to catch colds off people if you're around them a lot. So we're trying all to stay home so that we don't catch things off other people. And if we stay at home, if we do the 1.5 metres away from other people, if we wear our masks, then we'll be fine. Just simple and clear and factual. Uh, explain the circumstances within the context of your family. So what does it mean to our world? What does it mean to the family's life here? What, 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 what effect is this going to have on, on us? And what effect is it going to have on our control over what we normally have control over? Be available to answer questions. Always make sure that, you know, if they ask a question that you're as clear as possible about answering those questions and you don't have to hide things from them or say, you know, look, you know, don't ask me any more questions or things like that because that's when they start to think, well, hang on a minute, why is that? You know, so they're sort of looking at you. If you're easily answering the questions, if you're very calm about it, that's what they're looking for when they're asking those questions and no matter no matter how many times they ask always try to be prepared to answer it if you can't answer it at that moment of course then you say look I'm, that's a good question come back to me in half an hour and I'll let you know so that they feel that there is there's no there's, there's nothing behind it somewhere that um, is being hidden away from them uh, stay positive in your outlook of what uh, what it means for family life so try to keep a positive slant on what's going on and well this means we're going to be at home we're going to be actually we're not going to be leaving for school or we're not going to be leaving for work so we're all actually going to stay home together a bit like the weekends but we're actually we're not be able to go out anywhere you know so keep it positive and where there, there must be something good in this let's have a think about this what what's actually going to be good in the fact that we're going to be home all the time what can we do that we normally wouldn't be able to do and start to sort of think about and blue sky that and i'll give you a few ideas on how to set that up a bit later uh, give them opportunities to contribute to the family and help out during this time because just like us we we all need to feel empowered in our world we need to feel like we have some control over what's going on and if anyone's listened to my my talks before I'd often use the example of if I told you now that you couldn't leave where you are <laughs> then uh, then uh, you'd be going, what, what, why? I've got to do this, I've got to do that. Well, guess what? We're in that situation now. I never thought we'd actually be in that situation. But anyway, if I said to you, you can't move from where you are, of course, that's straight away. You've experienced that now with COVID where they've said you can't go anywhere you're going to be locked down. What do most people do? They go out straight off to the supermarket to line up and get all their food and everything because they want to feel like they have some control over what's going on. Okay, if I can't go anywhere, then I'll go to the supermarket and get all my food. At least, at least I'm saying what I'm doing for that. So we all need to feel like we're in control in some way, shape or form as, as adults. Now imagine as a child, a child has, let's face it, not very much control over their existence, uh, depending on their age. And, uh, and so we have to, we, we normally have to be able to sort of give them an idea on how, you know, that they have control, give them a sense of empowerment within the boundaries and the limits of your control and boundaries and limits. So same thing happens here. Uh, and maybe in, in, because 
it's COVID because we know that our children are going to feel the same way as we do, where we don't have as much control over what's going on. We want to try and help them to see through that as well and to find solutions to that. So getting them to contribute to how we're going to do this as a family here, how we're going to keep things moving, how we're going to make sure that we're that we're gaining something out of this. What does everyone think? What do you what what sort of things can we uh, put in place? It might be new. It might be new roles because you know, for example, well, okay, we're going to have to make sure that when people come home, that they wash their hands. You know, um, as soon as they come in the door, who's gonna who's gonna let's have a let's have a washing hands monitor and get them to, to make sure that anyone who walks in the door has to wash their hands, you know. Give them roles that sort of require, that, that are sort of new to this kind of situation. Okay, if we're going to make plans, let's have someone who checks the, the rules and makes sure that we're actually still covering the rules. So if our plan is to uh, go to the shops and the plan is everyone gets in the car and we go to the shops and someone might be all up on the rules and go hang on we can't do that we can only only one of us is allowed to go and get to go to the shops in the car so you might have the COVID rule enforcer or something so give them stuff that sort of allows them to feel like they are part of making sure that there is that there is some control over what happens with the family within the family environment Try to find ways that all members can keep in touch with friends and outside family relatives via Zoom or email or writing letters to them or whatever. And uh, someone asked me this question just recently and said, you know, should we, you know, we should really be doing stuff like that as well? And I said, yes, we should be, but we should try to make it consistent. So get it, making it happen regularly on a regular basis so that they're aware that okay i've spoken to my grandma this week um we can't go and see grandma but we will be speaking to them again next monday again so so each so they understand that okay even though we can't see grandma we will be talking to them every monday night at six o'clock or something so try to make it a regular visits or zooms emails or letters being sent regularly so that the, so that our kids see that it's an ongoing thing and we can rely on it to be able to keep in touch with our friends and and family and that so the confines of lockdown require different expectations i think because as we said before there's a lot of things going on a lot of different um, circumstances that people are in so uh, I have found that a lot of a lot of uh, parents worry, for example, about their kids doing the schoolwork and the expectation to get you know to get the schoolwork done, or the kids uh, the expectation that they should be doing all the things that or following all the normal rules at home. So you know the normal rules are that once you've played with your toys, then you always have to clean them up. But that's usually, you know, usually going out then or we're usually going to school then or people can trip over them later or whatever. But at home, because you're all at home, maybe those rules can be slightly relaxed. Maybe we can sort of change them slightly. So the expectation changes because of the circumstances that we're in. So you don't have to 
we don't have to uh, worry so much about uh, following the rules because the circumstances are quite unusual. So it's more about adjusting the rules and making sure everyone sees that that's okay. And we as parents also then feel less the need to try and keep everything like it always normally is. That doesn't have to necessarily happen. What we need to do is make sure we keep everything in circumstances that allow us to still have a harmonious, calm, sort of happy and existence as well. So because they're unusual, during normal times we, we teach to create really good habits and, you know, but lockdown is an unusual bump in the road of this teaching. So, you know, you, you might worry about not staying firm on expectations and, and, and you think that that might cause really bad habits. Uh, but that's not really, it's not really something that's going to happen here. It's, it's a lockdown and it's only for a, a certain amount of time and hopefully it won't be something that will, um, will continue or will happen on an ongoing basis. So because it's unusual, doesn't necessarily mean that what happens in lockdown uh, becomes a habit for normal existence. So don't get too hung up on worrying about our children and whether they're going to learn you know the wrong skills or whatever at, at this time just make sure that what's happening at home creates an environment that is harmonious and safe and happy and respectful so have two main focuses so the focus the best interests of your family and the acceptance that we're going to mess it up from time to time and that, that that's okay uh, because this is an unusual situation and there are new things that everybody has to sort of uh, have a bit more practice in or need a bit more practice in. This will teach your child that you that you love them, you want the best for them, you're willing to get messy while you figure it out and it'll teach them that, um, that there's many ways to work things out through trial and error. So in other words, you're going to be trialing stuff that you would never had to trial before and you're going to make mistakes with it and that's absolutely fine because you're showing them that you're working on it you're changing things but you're going to make errors from time to time and um, that you are in it together with them and that they have the ability to make those those mistakes as well so how our children might be experiencing lockdown just a quick thing on what they uh, what need they're trying to communicate in a time like this they've got an uncertainty um, that you can expect uh, children to have more meltdowns uh, they might get angry a lot quicker they might get into arguments with siblings a little bit more because they're a little bit anxious or they're worried anger usually covers three areas like it, it takes the forefront anger uh, is shown out but um, inward it usually covers fear um, sadness or um, or worry so usually anger is the thing that comes that's shown above the 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 water and the, in the iceberg and down underneath it's usually because of fear and anxiety over what's actually happening. So just be aware of that, that don't think that because they're at home and, you know, they're, they're just um, getting worse, it's, it's going to be a little bit more reactionary anyway. 
So in times of threat and anxiety, we are biologically geared to seek out uh, attachment figures. So they'll be kind of looking to the cabin crew. They're looking at the cabin crew for help on whether they're okay and whether they can feel secure. And uh, when frightened, our instinct is to find a safe base and find soothing, which is what they will probably be doing. Our children are looking to us to find safety, to be seen and soothed in order to feel secure. They need to help them find their calm uh, and not add to the chaos. So routine, routine. I actually heard that tonight on the... uh, I think that there was a psychiatrist who spoke at the daily 11 o'clock thing this morning. He was talking about routine and structure is very, very important and important for ourselves, important for me. I've realised just you know, without really realizing it, I've created this routine. And I, you know, I know when I, what I do when I get up, I know that I, you know, um, what time I'm roughly having breakfast at the moment. I know when I'm getting on the computer. I know when I'm ringing parents. I know, you know, it's all sort of set up in my mind. And and I seem to be following this same thing every day now because it gives us a sense of security, a a sense of safety if we know where we're going and, and what we're achieving along the way. So routine is important for us. It's especially important for our children as well. And because our our normal routine has gone, well, for me, completely out the window, and for children, I mean, being at home, that the whole school routine has just gone out the window. So, so we need to create, recreate that routine at home. So sit down together as a family and, and actually talk about how are we going to set up this routine so that everybody kind of knows what they're doing, everybody's uh, needs and requirements are taken into consideration when you're talking about that routine. So, okay, you know, Dad's got meetings every morning from 9 till 11, so we'll have to be quiet, so we'll probably have to move into the other room for those hours. Who's got school? What, uh, what, what's your teacher want you to do? Do you have to be there at 9 o'clock on, on on the computer or can do you just get a whole day's working and do it whenever you like so you sit down together and work out what's going on for each of them what their needs are and then you try to fit them into a routine in which everybody can work together happily so agree on set times for schoolwork, perhaps um, for exercise for downtime so on for a bit of fun also can I say too some uh, just being time for our children as well we don't have to have them entertained all the time we don't have to be the ones to kind of create that for them they can just have their own time their own time to just be their own time to sort of have quietly wherever they want to um, be able to sit quietly and do what they would like to do and and maybe have a bit of their own time and if everybody has their own time at the same time well then everyone's happier to come back together afterwards and they've had a little bit of you know a little bit of space from from everybody else for a while which certainly doesn't hurt when we're all in this together Um, this doesn't have to reflect a school day routine necessarily now that depends on the school and some schools um, have sort of 
set times where they where they meet up with with children online that's fine you can put that in but other other times there might just be work that have to do sort of by themselves so that can be done at different times i know some kids are doing it first thing in the morning so that they can have the rest of the day off and if they have you know you might have to cater for if they have to email the the teacher um, and get ideas back so it doesn't have to reflect the needs and limitations of what can be achieved with all the family members at home so it has to reflect sort of what what everybody's needs are involved in that there's no limits to what can be within a routine you know blue sky and i mean you can have all sorts of things in that routine we'll come up with a few ideas in a moment but it's it's only limited by the imagination of of your family members and that's what creates your individual unique family environment and and that's what creates a sense of belonging when everybody's involved in creating that together Uh, the only rule is that everyone needs to be happy with the whole situation so if someone uh, wants to do their exercise at two in the afternoon and other people say no because I'm going to have lunch at one and I can't exercise straight after lunch so you have to they have to then negotiate that and and find a way so that everyone can be comfortable and happy with whatever those rules are and whatever that routine uh, becomes so what can parents do to help limit limit the exposure to the news around COVID especially around bedtime I mean let's face it you can put the news on any moment every day and it's going to be COVID so there is a lot of it and so uh, if you can limit it so that children at least before bedtime and not listening to all of that again and again and again at a time where they're actually going to go to bed and be on their own and uh, thinking a little bit more to themselves Uh, provide more physical contact where you can so lots of hugs and just sort of being able to sort of even increase that verbal non-verbal affection uh, approach as well and sitting next to each other with a task so just sort of sitting next to them giving each of them that time still because we talked about that normally i always talk about that giving each child a sort of a separate time um, at home every night after school well same goes here you've got at least hopefully more time during the day to be able to pick and choose where you want to sort of spend that little time extra with each individual child as well Uh, so we're all experiencing not just anxiety over COVID but also a loss to different degrees over what we what we're not doing anymore and the people we're not seeing anymore so there's a sort of a, a, a physical contact provides comfort when that loss is expressed or not whether it's expressed or not but we're all sort of experiencing some form of loss from this COVID situation so just to remember that and to remember that that is part of processing the whole the whole circumstances that we're in okay at home i'm just gonna talk quickly about i know that the parents who have got three jobs going at the at the moment the working the teaching of kids and the and the looking after the home etc you might be thinking well you know i can't put any extra things in place here 
Um, but what I'm sort of thinking more is to try and, and this is this can be an opportunity to really get things, get things going from a family point of view. Uh, even from a schoolwork point of view, if if children are, are able to feel a really strong sense of belonging at home and a real strong family unit belonging, then schoolwork becomes much much easier for them and being at school becomes much much easier for them as well so this is an opportunity here that you might want to take up if you can to try and really instill that sort of family unit and working together to create an environment at home that is safe happy and respectful and towards everybody in the family and that includes times where there are meltdowns happening and uh, and people getting upset and physically hurting or shouting or screaming or swearing or whatever. So it's really important if you can uh, create those agreements within your family as a family on how we're going to do this, guys. We are here together. We're here three, four, five times more than we would normally be. Do we want it to be a place that we like being in or do we want it to be a miserable existence? Because it's a long time to be spending a miserable existence together. Sure, in normal circumstances, you probably, you know, okay, you go to school and you go to work and you go to activities and you kind of avoid it that way. But now it's unavoidable. So let's set it up a little bit so that we can possibly create an environment in which they can, you know, they can survive and which we can actually enjoy being part of and being happy to actually spend that time or that extra time together. So we want to run it like a democracy, as in parenting style has to be that democratic parenting style where you are firm and kind at the same time. So you decide together on what you think everybody is happy with, with rules, with the family, and then you enforce those in a firm kind way so you follow through with the consequences that you decide on and you make sure that you do that in a really kind way you don't have to do it in a cranky way you don't have to be getting all stressed yourself you can actually do it calmly because you've set it up and everyone knows exactly where they stand they know exactly what's going to happen if they're not conforming to that safe happy kind respectful existence so how does a democracy work? Let's just look at that quickly. So there's a designated leaders, there's designated rules which we must follow. There are consequences if the rules are not followed. There is freedom of speech. You may not like some of the rules and you're free to complain about them. Uh, but there is a process and you may work through to try and change the rules you, that you don't like so they can talk about it. They can come back to the next um, discussion as a family on what's working and what's not working and they can change that if if need be if everyone agrees to it again uh, but no matter how hard you work some rules may never change because some rules are in uh, for the the safety well-being and um, equality and fairness for all and I mean if COVID's not a good example of the lockdown's not a good example of um, of doing that within a democracy then uh, I don't know what is because um the, the lockdown is a rule that some people may not like, but we're doing it for the safety, well-being, equality of all of us 
um, together. So get together and start working out some family agreements. And what you can cover in those agreements is, well, the COVID setting up of the routine, the new routine because of COVID, um, extra, any extra needs that some might have. That I had one um, girl I had last week on the phone. She's, she was in year three and she was telling me that everything was going fine except that her kindergarten sister was getting less schoolwork than she was. And so she was sitting there doing her schoolwork and her sister would finish up. And so her sister would leave and go and have a great time while she was still having to finish the rest of her work. So I talked to her about how, okay, well, so what, what do you actually need then? What, what are you actually needing? What would fix it? And she sat there for a few minutes and she said, well, she said, it's not, I don't, I'm not that jealous of her not having the work. I just, I just don't like it when she comes back in to get things and then goes back out and comes back in and goes back out. So that's really what's bothering me the most. And I said, okay, well, then you've got to sit down with the family. You've got to sit down with her and let her know that and ask her what can she do to help you so that you can get through your work and not have the disruption and, and keep being reminded of what you're missing out on and explain it to her so she can understand that and then she can turn around and go, okay, well, maybe what if I, you know, I make sure I've got my stuff out there before we even start any schoolwork and then I don't have to keep coming back in. It could be anything like that. It could be that she decides, okay, I'm not going to do certain things. I'm only going to do things that leave me still outside. Um, it, it, talk about jobs, work out jobs, letting, uh, letting them know what responsibilities they can have um, for jobs. Also letting them know their responsibilities regarding schoolwork. And I had a discussion last week about this too, that uh, one parent sort of said, well, okay, I'm, look, I'm having real trouble getting my daughter to do her written work. It's impossible. She hates to write and everything. And I'm trying and I'm trying. And I said, well, hang on a moment. I said, I think, I think we've got to work this out like we did with the homework. And if anyone's listened to me before, I always say with homework that it is our job as parents to make sure, it's our responsibility to make sure there is a desk, a space where they can do the homework and that there, and that there is time in which they can do their homework. Well, I think the same thing goes here with schoolwork. With schoolwork, they've got a desk somewhere that they can do it, a computer the way they, that they can use or whatever, and then they've got the time in which they can do it. Well, that's not hard now, the time, is it? So, so we don't have to worry about that. So let's, let's then leave the rest of the responsibility of actually completing their work and doing their work, leave that to them and their work with their teacher. Because that's what the teachers are there for too online. So the teachers can, uh, they can email the teachers. They can wait for the email return to find out what they have to do. Um, they, can, they, can, they can talk to the teacher if they say, I'm so frustrated with this work. So, wow, sounds like you really need to talk to your teacher about that. You know, let them contact the teacher. Let them talk to the teacher about that then via email, write to them. Um, and have a talk about it. So it becomes the responsibility of our kids 
their learning is still their responsibility, which at school is the same thing. We always make sure that children understand that their learning is their responsibility and their learning is important part of, of what their schoolwork is about. So, so the same thing goes here. And if, if, if they start to see that, okay, well, it's my responsibility and mum's not going to be sort of, um, you know, there to, you know, wash me on, come on, come on, get through that literacy work or whatever, then suddenly they're going to think, whoa, hang on, whoa, if mum's not going to do that, the teacher's going to be there asking me, have I done this? Have I done this? Where am I? Why haven't I sent in this work yet? You know, so it suddenly falls on their shoulders. And I think that's where it should fall. Except, of course, if they want to ask for help with it, they can ask you. But if you're working, then they also have the access to their teachers as well for help. Keep that in mind. Um, don't take the role of... Uh, of motivating them to do what they need to do. Family rules and agreements we can, you can talk about. You can sit down and work out, okay, with us all being at home all the time, what are we going to do with washing up, of, which is the issue I had at home here. What are we doing with who's... Suddenly we realised the other day, hang on, who's doing the washing up of all the lunchtime uh, dishes and stuff, you know? Who's, who's, whose responsibility is that? So there's going to be new rules and, and agreements that have to be made around the fact that we are all home a lot more. Who's doing the washing? What days are the washings being done? You know, what, uh, uh, who's replacing the toilet paper? Because everybody's here now, so the toilet paper's going like that, you know, really quick. So lots of um, different rules have to be changed and adjusted. So family rules and agreements, you want to go through uh, like the still the screen time, you might want to be adjusting that now and still making sure that, you know, screen time is still limited because it is still a, should be a portion of an overall activity group. Uh, if you're having screen time an hour a day, then, you know, then you've got time for exercise an hour a day. Then you've got time to interact with each other for an hour a day. Then you've got time to have me time and just being time for an hour a day. So you spread out and make sure that it, uh, it covers all the well-being aspects and makes it balanced, a more balanced existence and not sitting on, on a... Um, just because they get through their schoolwork in the morning that they can sit on the computer for the rest of the day gaming. And if you don't want them swearing, if you don't want them physically hurting, if you don't want them shouting, then say that. Ask them, how are we going to do this? What are we going to do if somebody decides that they want to start physically hurting someone else because they don't like what's going on or they want to overpower someone else? What are we going to do? How are we going to solve that problem? And then make sure that you put in place uh, some consequences as well. So any actions that are affecting any other member. So if somebody continues to pog the Xbox or whatever, you know, other members might say, oh, you know, I never get to be on the Xbox. I'd want to have some turn as well or whatever. Uh, so make sure that all those situations when you sit down together, if you do this regularly, if you you might want to do it 
have a family discussion every morning for the first couple of days until you really get it into place and then you can just do it maybe once every couple of days or once a week but have it regularly so that they know that they can come back and go well guess what he said he wasn't going to hog the xbox but guess what happened yesterday and so you know it's not working and okay let's change it do we have to put a rule in place do we have to have some consequences for it if they're not followed so those things they know if they know they can come back to them then they know that they don't have to try to overpower other people in order to get what they need fixed so logical consequences in place for that what can be covered in there as well can be to discuss and create like new experiences together. Okay, guys, we're here together all the time. What what else can we do that might be different? Now, I've just come up with a couple of things here that I've looked up around the place. Uh, each person taking a turn in telling a happy, fun story from the past. They might include using photos and film. They might have film of different, you know, holidays that they've been on and they get a turn to be able to sort of present that to the family or whatever. They might uh, learn something interesting each day from one family member using different topics that people might give or suggest or ask about, like how deserts are formed, why turtles live so long, who was Dr. Zeus, anything that they find interesting maybe you might want to they might want to do that they might want to act out a scene from a classic children's book and get all dressed up and and act the scene out together um i mean that's just a tiny thing you know you can come up with so many and kids love coming up with so many really strange and unusual things that your family will be doing together individual uniquely within your family home and that creates uh, lovely experiences and memories that they can take forward even when they move out of lockdown so in summary be the cabin crew make sure that as the cabin crew you're going to ensure that their flight through this is a comfortable and happy and relaxed flight and that you're there to make sure that they know that it's okay and we're going to be okay going through it you come first you can't look after them unless you're looking after yourself and at the moment that's uh, really important and there's so many things you can seek out if if you're having problems with that so many ways of being able to find peace of mind uh, relaxation meditation uh, walks uh, exercise reading books uh, learning about you know self about self um, through different books uh, through different computer websites as well then focusing on maintaining that family harmony I mean that's going to be the number one key to everything is how everyone is experiencing that time within the family home so the more you can really make that your number one focus and really work together with input from everybody the happier the existence the better the experience and the nicer the memories afterwards know that there will be mistakes and look at it as wow this is a way i can example how we really stuff that up and now we know we can move forward and do better create family agreements about everything about routines about rituals about rules and about how 
each of us expect to be treated which is probably the number one thing how each of us are expecting to be treated and that we all have the right to feel safe happy and respected in our home You've been listening to the Saskia Leader podcast. You can follow Saskia Leader One on Instagram and Facebook and send us your questions, which we'll be able to answer in upcoming episodes. You can also listen to the podcast on my website, redirectingchildren.com. If you haven't yet, go to the Apple podcast and subscribe, rate and review this podcast. Join us next week. Thanks so much for listening.